You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Have you ever wondered, do clones have souls? If so, then how would you define a soul? Good question, Will. And why is Will talking in third person? I don't know. Today is our day we talk about Revenge of the Fifth, not the fifth episode. This isn't the fifth episode. We've had lots of episodes of Systematic Ecology, but this is coming out on May 5th. So we're calling this Revenge of the Fifth, another episode of Systematic Geekology. We are the priest to the geeks, which just means that uh, we're pretty, in my humble opinion, pretty neat people who... um, stand at the intersection of geek culture and faith and talk about those things. And we're glad that you can be a part of this. Uh, yeah. And we're reachable. You can reach us. That's, that's kind of our, our kind of um, geek squad and our priest to the geeks. You can reach us through our website, through social media. You can email us. You can reach out to the force and, and contact us through hologram. However you want to reach us. Uh, we hope that you can do that and interact with us because we have a lot of fun on this side of the microphone. Yesterday was May the 4th, the unofficial Star Wars day for Star Wars geeks. And as I mentioned, today is May 5th, so it's Revenge of the 5th. And so TJ and Kino, I hope you had a great Star Wars day. Uh, did Baby Yoda leave anything in your stockings last night? No, my uh, my mantle's too high, I think. Yeah. 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 It doesn't quite master the gentle, you know, force levitating <laughs> right I, and i and i still have to work on my light saving training okay okay <laughs> yeah i didn't know if he left a little chainmail armor there for you or a little you know kind of something uh, one of these kind of force objects to help you move rocks and things but but yeah yeah i hope you had a good um star wars day and we're going to lean into uh revenge of the fifth may 5th and we're going to talk about the sith and clones this is our episode where we talk about and ask the question do clones have souls and and they kind of lead down go down that road with kind of the history of of star wars and our fandom and and how much we love this genre um, let me ask you guys, well, let's introduce ourselves. As I said, I'm I'm Will Rose. I am from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm really excited about uh, really this month of May. A lot of great geek things are coming out. Uh, the, the Doctor Strange movie. We have an Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming uh, to Disney Plus here at the end of this month. So, man, it's a great geeky month. And and. Yeah, I you, you probably know that I love Star Wars because I my my avatar on the website and on these episodes is like a bald Jedi with a green lightsaber. So yeah, I want to embody all things uh, Star Wars. Um, TJ, introduce yourself, who you are, and and what are you geeking out on? Well, I am TJ. Uh, believe it or not, uh, TJ Blackwell, uh, sort of my birth name, but uh, I've really been geeking out on, and this is a weird one, Apex Legends recently. Okay. You're going to have to explain that to me because that's not, I don't know that. What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a battle royale multiplayer video game. And, you know, not usually my style, but when I grew up, I wasn't able to play those kinds of games, you know, online with people. And just recently realized that I can. And a very competitive <laughs> person. So, you know, just getting into one game with, you know, 59 other people. It, you know, see who's the last one standing is great. I love it. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah, what I like about our our kind of community with systematic ecology is we all kind of have our wheelhouses. I'm not a big gamer, so when I hear you and others talk about the games, I'm learning something new every time. So so yeah, if um, that's something I'll, I'll keep my eyes out for if I ever go down that road. That's fine. <laughs> I'll play with you. All right, that 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 might be the lure. That might be the temptation to hop in. <laughs> <laughs> Kino, who are you? What you up to these days? Yeah, so I'm Kino. Um, I'm from Charlotte, and I am a, also a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I, I have to tell you this funny story. So I have a best friend in Texas, mm-hmm. and he was like, Star Wars is stupid. I said, oh, shame, no. shame on you. Oh, no. Shame on you. How would you say something? To, and we've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know what you should do? Let's 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 just try to watch it again and understand that Palpatine is running the whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. He said, "You know what? All right, I'll give it a try." So so he is now uh, been converted. All right. Uh, yes, pastoral work. Good <laughs> pastoral work. Yeah, he's been converted. Um, and so, funny enough, he and I actually uh, rewatched the whole uh, series that's out in order together. Okay, so you started with episode. That was going to be my next question is how did you guys watch it and disciple him in the ways of Star Wars? Did you start with episode one and yep. go all the way through? Or did you start yep. with like – So, so okay. we, did, we, we did episode one, and then uh, in between we did the Clone Wars. Um, okay. But we couldn't watch all the Clone Wars because that's a lot. So I was like, just do mm-hmm. Disney Plus Essentials. Um, and then <laughs> – and then- <laughs> And then we did, uh, what did we stop? I can't remember all the order, but we did follow in order. We did go in order. And he was like, at the end, he was like, I get it now. I okay. get it. I love it. This is good. And so he he's excited as well. So uh, another thing, uh, going with TJ, talking about Apex, I've been playing um, the new Lego Star Wars uh, nice. Skywalker. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge uh, Lego fan. Um, I've, I've, I've played all the Lego Star Wars that ever came out. And this one is really, really fun. Um, yeah, yeah, this, this is, this has been really fun. Man, well, that's a great Star Wars testimonial, uh, about bringing someone in (laughs) to the good side of the force to watch these movies and, and how you did that. And then to also share like about on, on the Star Wars week, uh, May 4th and May 5th and on that, that you, uh, you playing the Legos. I do like those Lego games. I've had, I've played a few of those and I like even the Lego kind of cartoons and how they, mm-hmm. even those Lego movies are just, man, they're hilarious and they get me. And uh, that's a good testimonial for the star Wars game too. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, Kino, I'll ask you first, what was the, okay. It's two part question for both of you. What was the first star Wars movie you watched? And then, what was the first Star Wars movie you saw in the theater? And it could be both and. It could be the so, first movie you saw was in the theater or vice versa. Right. So the first movie I saw was A New Hope. Uh, a cousin of mine rented it from Blockbuster. Okay. <laughs> and then the first movie I saw was The uh, Phantom Menace in the theaters. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that was the first. Yeah, that was my first exposure. And, and when I tell you... Um, I've been, I've been hooked ever since, um, that I was, I was, I, yeah, I've been down. There's no going back. <laughs> There's no going I love back. it. TJ, how about you, man? So, you know, I'm a lot younger than, uh, a lot of our hosts on here, but, mm-hmm. uh, I 
the first one I remember seeing was Attack of the Clones. Okay. Uh, I'm nearly positive we owned all six on DVD, but I only really liked to watch Attack of the Clones when I was a kid. Probably watched them all, but Attack of the Clones had pod racing in it. Mm-hmm. Not pod racing. It had, uh, you know, the pit fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason. The Battle of, um, golly. Yeah, okay, Battle of Geonosis. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, it just stayed in my DVD player. Uh, it was either that or Jurassic Park 3. Both <laughs> incredible choices for those series. I know. Uh, but the first one I watched in theaters was uh, The Force Awakens. Oh, wow. With my brother-in-law. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, I'm 22. So if I did see, you know, episode two or episode three in theaters, I don't remember it. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, we kind of we have all kind of stages and generations here, yeah, Star Wars yeah. generations and yeah. under the umbrella of, of the geek verse and uh, Kino uh, seeing the Star Wars on, on VHS from Blockbuster <laughs> that, that puts in a decade of, of living and life. And then TJ sharing about the DVD and what him, him, him seeing Force Awakens in the theater. I, you know, I'm one of the elder statesmen, the oldest of our hosts here. And, and I'm not shy to say that the first one I saw in the theater was the original in 1977. Was, I think it was 1978 because I think it was in the theaters and they took it off the theaters and then they re-released it because they knew how popular it was. Mm. I think there's some history there of them putting it back in the theaters like the summer of 1978. And I was probably a little bit older than so like five or six years old. So that was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater was the original Star Wars. And then we could not wait uh, to see The Empire Strikes Back. Like the, the hype for that movie was just... Um, just out of the park. And so, yeah, the first movie I saw was A New Hope. And then um, then it was Off to the Races. That was what I grew up on as, as my childhood. And, and and I've loved the journey. Yeah, there's certain movies that, that I've really loved. And there's certain movies I, I haven't loved as much. And there have been times when I've had to wrestle with the dark side of my toxic fandom of, of Star Wars. Um, but it's all one big story and, and try to stay positive in the midst of it. And it is interesting that like one of the, for TJ's, one of his favorite movies, the first one he saw was Attack of the Clones, which a lot of people put kind of at the end of the list when it comes to favorite Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what we're going to lean into today is is to talk about uh, the Sith and and clones and that this rise of the Sith that created the clones and kind of a back end manipulation of what that means. And and it was back in 1977, you know, the first time we in the first ever Star Wars movie we heard a young Luke um, turn and look at Obi-Wan in Obi-Wan's living room. Um, uh, You fought in the clone wars. And, and that just tiny little phrase, that tiny little sentence uh, for us watching that movie for the first time, it stuck with us. We're like, what is that? What does that mean? What are the Clone Wars? What are you referring to? Because we know it was episode four, so there's a long history. This starts in the middle of the story. Um, and and then Leia, you know, in the hologram says um, something like, uh, you fought with my father in the in the Clone Wars. So we didn't know who's her father. And yeah, no, there's a little down the road. Yeah. Uh, so talking about the same person, but the uh, this this kind of idea of of the clones and who they were uh, blew our minds, and we had to wait a long time for that. We we get the Skywalker saga and the journey and the redemption arc of of Darth Vader, 
And then we, we literally had to wait 25 years uh, until 2002 to get Attack of the Clones to see what where these clones came from and, and who made them and what their purpose was and this kind of launch of of the actual clone wars and and even though that movie is considered as kind of the the back of the uh list of favorite favorite star wars movies it did launch that animated series uh in 2008 uh the clone wars animated series which made the whole prequels even better because it just kind of expanded that that universe and a whole generation that loved the clones that kind of looked like boba fett's helmet they kind of look like a stormtrooper helmets they are kind of mashed in together but we have this whole story and side story of, of who the clones were so so tj was that your favorite movie i mean you saw it the most is that still as you go back and look is that the one that 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 you consider like your favorite or, or kind of springboard into this um genre of star wars no not really it's uh you know I still like it more than most people probably. Uh, but it's definitely not my favorite Star Wars movie. When I was, you know, six, seven, eight, almost definitely was. Yeah, I've grown since then. I've grown. I've matured. <laughs> now it's episode three. Now it's Revenge of the Sith. Okay. There okay. Go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about the Clone Wars, I have to say, um, I actually felt bad when they did the animated series and took it off of Cartoon Network. Yeah. Because I remember I remember those two. I thought the, I thought that was really great. The graphics were really good. Even though now, you know, they, they've gotten better. But at the time, I thought that was really good. And I was disappointed when they had canceled it. And I was like, oh my gosh, they, are they going to ever come back? And I was so excited when they came back. Yeah. yeah. Do you know you know how tough that was as a young child who was into the Clone Wars? That was awful. You thought it was over. You thought it was over. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was over. And then, you yeah. know, Disney does the whole Star Wars purchase. And yeah. here we are with season we, seven of Clone Wars. And it's some of the best Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think that, that the Clone Wars really expanded the universe. And um, and one of the things I was telling my friend when I converted him, I said that once you watch the Clone Wars, you will understand the pain that happens at the, at the end with the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why. Uh, that's why I made our good friend Josh watch the Clone Wars uh, because not only does he think Revenge of the Sith is a bad Star Wars movie, he thinks it's just a bad movie. Oh, or at least he thought. He thought that there you go. until I made him watch the Clone Wars series. Oh, and it made it better. Well, I remember they released that animated movie first in 2008, remember? Like Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and, and that has some backlash too. Not only did the prequels have backlash, but you had this animated full-length movie with mm -hmm. Ahsoka and how could Anakin have uh, you know, a Padawan and what's going on here with the Huts and George Lucas, why are you doing this? You continue to go down this road. But then after that, there's some good moments in there and, and they launched this kind of online series. But, but even before that, they had the, um, the, the, I forgot the guy's name who created the little clone war shorts that were before the, um, it's on Disney Plus now. It's like the original clone war anime. It's almost anime style. Yeah. It's quick. like Gindy Tartakovsky. Exactly. Uh -huh. That's the, the Samurai movie. Jack creator. Exactly. Yes. And I love that so much. When that dropped on on Cartoon Network way back when in the early two thousands, I was like, man, this is like 
I love this. This is what you can do with Star Wars. If we're not going to get any more movies, if it's the the story's over, then, then this is where we can fill in the gaps and really expand this universe in this kind of style of animation. And yeah. I, I loved it. Um, so yeah, if you guys out there listening haven't seen that on Disney Plus yet, that's it's super fun. That might even be what I do um, to kind of celebrate this whole Star Wars week to go back and and watch all of those because it's it's a lot of fun. And and it's like, in my opinion, the best depiction of General Grievous as who he's supposed to be, who he's touted to be. You know, yeah. he really makes it feel like he is a terrifying cyborg general that hunts Jedi for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he does it well. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and the Clone Wars animated series, seven seasons, and then Disney brought it back into the seventh final season, leaning into kind of the Ahsoka story, which then led into like expanding her story a little bit so we understand her more when she comes into live action with the Mandalorian. So, yeah, I think you could take Star Wars as one of those genres that, yeah, it has its big, big kind of themes and, and beats of – of uh, call stories and redemption arcs, but there you can also take like one phrase or one character and and build a whole series off of it. Build a whole um, a whole brand new kind of it's a it's a big galaxy, it's a big universe, and you can kind of expand it and grow. So there's there's endless amount of toys that they can bring out and and play with um, in this in this uh, great thing that we call Star Wars for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Attack of the Clones. Today's Revenge of the Fifth. And we're talking about uh, the uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, it lends itself, this whole part of asking, what are the Clone Wars? Who are the clones? That we, we kind of switch and turn and, and think, you know, what, what are clones themselves? And it's sci-fi. Yeah, it happened in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. But they're using technology and, and kind of science this is mixed with the mystical and and the force and you have Jedi but you also have this kind of technology based society that that use things to to either protect um, and defend or to manipulate and to conquer and so here's this kind of technology scientific technology that used cloning to create a whole army and yeah they're on the side of the good side first but we didn't know until the end, this order, Order 66, they were implanted with this trigger to turn on the Jedi and and really kind of be the army for uh, Palpatine, for for the Sith. And we're assuming those who are listening to this, they've seen all this and, and there, there's no spoilers because it's Star Wars, you know. Um, but, but in terms of clones, I mean, what do you guys know much about like in this kind of shift to think about, yeah, sci-fi can be this kind of sandbox to kind of think through and kind of a mental exercise and hold up a mirror to how we discern and think through the big questions everyone is is wrestling with what it means to be human and what's my place in the universe cloning is um something used in star wars to think through what are what are the positives what are the dangers what what is kind of your understanding of cloning or know anything about that kind of in our world and in our universe in our galaxy here so Cloning, we actually do a lot more than most people realize. Right. Uh, of course, I'm not really talking about full-blown cloning an animal. Definitely not cloning a person. That's not illegal, but heavily frowned upon. Uh, however, there is a polo team. I found this out the other day. There is a polo team. Uh, and if you don't know how polo is played, uh, the riders change horses every so often. Uh because if your horse is sluggish, you're going to lose. It's like mm. 60, 70% about the horse. Uh, 
But there is one rider. Uh, I can't remember what club he plays for. I don't really follow the sport. But in a big polo championship in Buenos Aires, he decided to use only cloned horses in that game. Oh, wow. Okay. And they won. Mm. Which I know a lot of people don't know. Like, we are fully capable of cloning animals. <laughs> right. But right. he had six identical horses. And, you know, as the classic, their names were all the same. Dash one, dash two, dash three, dash four. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we use yeah, cloning yeah. a lot more frequently in, uh, it's called therapeutic cloning. Uh, people mm-hmm. will take, you know, we take stem cells to regrow organs uh, the same way they were grown originally or to replicate proteins, uh, you know, that kind of medical thing. It's just an easy way to quickly reproduce useful enzymes for our bodies. Yeah. Yeah, the kind of genetic um, aspect and DNA. I mean, I, I did a little digging and I didn't know a lot about the history or science of cloning, but but evidently there was this guy, Herbert Weber, who in the late 1800s, early 1900s was uh, um, uh, was in, into botany and plants, and and he coined the phrase "clone" from the Greek, with it, which is uh, "klon," uh, which just means to like, uh, which means to twi- a twig. Cloning comes from Greek "klon," which is twig, and you take a twig and you branch it, and you try to create the same branch or the mm-hmm. same plant from the mm-hmm. same thing. So you you really used it in plants and and try to figure that out. And of course, as science goes, there's you know, you, you put, you poke, you ponder, you discern, you think through, Hey, what can we do with this to help humanity? And then you also have the brokenness of society that thinks about how can I use this to manipulate, to make me rich or, or powerful or whatever. So, so there, you know, there is this kind of race to, to what can we do this with live organisms or animals? And of course you have Dolly, um, back in, in 1996, the, the sheep who was cloned, the first animal. And, uh, and immediately with that, when that bomb dropped in a sense of like, wow, we can do this. Um, a lot of countries, a lot of societies, a lot of cultures went right to like, Hey, we, we should not do this with humans because we don't want this to get out of hand and manipulate that. We don't want to create a, a whole humans just so we could like harvest their organs for ourselves um, kind of thing. So, so there's a lot, there's a lot there with the kind of the ethics and the classic sci-fi just cause we can, should we, and, and what's our role? How do we use science? Uh, how, do, how are we good stewards with the technology and the science that we have uh, for us? Right. I do want to say uh, Barbara Streisand cloned her dog. She did. I, fe- I feel like she not did. enough people remember that. <laughs> that, that you absolutely right. I forgot about that. I, I don't know that. I don't I like forgot about that. She did, she did clone her dog. But That's crazy, but- right? But but the, 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 the interesting thing is that if we talk about cloning and the evolution of the science in of itself, that we eat clone food. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. GMOs uh, are, are in essence clone foods. And mm-hmm. but they are made in such a way that they're pesticide resistance, they can grow in any any temperature, whatever it is. And so it's but we're not aware of that. And then dealing with the animals and trying to harvest organs and all this, this you know, it's just, it, it goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are scared just by the phrase clone or cloning. Mm. Mm. I don't want to scare any of those people by saying this, but uh, your body is cloning itself right now, literally, mm. as we speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. just what cells do to split. They clone themselves, and that's that's how new cells are created. Yeah, yeah, and and I think yeah, we, because of like sci-fi or apocalyptic, uh, you know, literature or kind of sci-fi cautionary tales that that we kind of lift up the clones or the attack of the clones and what it could be used for. We immediately think, what's the worst case scenario? What are we doing? Rather than thinking about what what are the positive benefits that can be used to help humanity, help society, be a good steward of this creation that we're they're blessed to be a part of. And so, so yeah, in this episode, we're not going to uh, solve all the questions of the nuance of of ethical questions that comes with cloning, but but it is interesting when we think about Star Wars and some of these movies that we really really love. I mean, like all sci fi does, it, it holds up a mirror. It, get, it allows us to have a sandbox to play in and have some speculative fiction to really play around with and think about these ideas, so that when we are faced with real life ethical questions. How do we respond to that? What What is the compass by which guides us in the decisions that we make? Um, is it is it just power um, and, and privilege and money and those things that guide us? Or is it like an, an, a, a holistic understanding of, of taking care of the universe or being called by God to take care of things? Because yeah, we use science and tech all the time to help you know, we do open heart surgeries and I'm diabetic. And so I have like insulin that's given to me that I inject into my body. And I'm, on Friday, I'm going to get a continuous glucose monitor uh, uh, put on my body. So I'm going to be part cyborg because I'm going to have this machine on me that's going to help dictate or, or help me regulate my insulin. So all that's good and all that's helpful to humanity. And that's what we're called to do to progress that way. But, but it's, it's, it's still okay to also say just because we can, should we? And, right. and what would we do if we have this this kind of technology and and uh, intellect uh, to do these things? Yeah. So there's a there's a, a movie on Apple Plus called Swan Song. I don't know if y'all seen it. No. Mm-hmm. Um. So it stars, and I can't never pronounce his name, but it's Mahershala Ali. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is diagnosed with a terminal illness. And so he's presented with this opportunity to uh, clone himself. And this perfect rendition of himself gets all his memories and everything as he is trying to shield his family from the pains of grief. Hmm. And he ends up wanting to see how well this clone is doing with his family. Would they recognize and know the difference? They didn't know any of they didn't know any of that stuff. And so like in this, and like I said, in that, in that movie, it deals with like, what do you do when you are, you are going to die and then you have the opportunity to clone themselves, which he did. And then realizing that, okay, they don't know that I'm suffering over here and they're carrying on, but that's the decision that he made and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, if you get a chance, guys, go, go check out that Swan song. Cause it deals with a lot of the uh, ethical issues about cloning and uh, grief and family, family systems and those things. Yeah. Great recommendation, man. That's why I love doing systematic ecology. I'm always learning something. I feel like I'm, I have my finger on the pulse of geek culture in many ways, but I'm always learning something new. So I've never heard of, of Swan. So we even have Apple plus. Um, yeah. And yeah, even one thing, what show we've been watching is, is severance, which is kind of mm. how to manipulate the brain. I'm, we're mm-hmm. only in episode two, but okay. like this, this, um, 
severing from like your personal life and your work life and keeping them two separate and the boundaries, but then they're manipulating the brain. They're injecting things to folks to manipulate their memory. So again, like what can we do with our science and technology that helps people flourish and, and give them a quality of life that we all long for. But then what it, when it goes down a dark road, we have, it's important to ask those questions. Why? And, and should we, and, and then what's governing the decisions that we make? Yeah, so let's let's deal with the main issue about the clones and yeah. Star Wars is that they were made by the Sith. Yep, <laughs> they yep. they were they were made by the Sith to perpetuate their own ideas. However, I will say this: in rewatching the whole Star Wars series, and I mean everything that was in between Mandalorian, the Clone Wars, all that stuff, um, I actually have an appreciation for the Sith. In the terms of they're not afraid, they're not afraid to use technology. Mm. Now their motivation, now their motivation is wrong, yes, but they're never afraid to use technology to perpetuate their own ideals. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're always pushing progress. Right, right, right. (laughs) Funny enough, yes, because if it wasn't for uh, uh, Count Dooku getting them Clone Wars set up, the Clone set up that. They they would have lost. The Republic would have lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, granted, now granted, Palpatine was behind the scenes and controlled all of it. Yes, but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but so it is is is. I think that's that's another thing that that we have to deal with is the ethics behind it, but also not only the ethics, but our own personal ideas about what is good and what is bad and what's beneficial. Yep. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Because I think I think another issue is that I, I see with the uh, the Jedi is they're too dogmatic, and Absolutely. and I had I had like literally rewatching again. I was like, I kind of feel Anakin. I I kind of understand yeah. where he's coming from, you know. Um, but 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 to then stay so rigid in what you believe to not be open to anything else that actually was their downfall, and I believe. And so they weren't mm-hmm. able to see beyond what they wanted to see, um, which was they trying to just maintain "quote unquote" balance, but they were also imbalanced because they were blind to the um, possibilities. There you go. Yeah, and I think that was some of the genius of Lucas is is making Anakin um, a sympathetic character. There is this kind of Shakespearean tragedy that comes along with understanding what he's going through, and 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 yeah, like this dog dogmatism that goes along with kind of relationships and and family and what you're doing with that. Where how is that pushing him away or bringing him in, and the hesitancy with all that, and and we're starting to see that rear its head again, even like in in the Boba Fett series with Luke and training training baby yoda that was one of my biggest things it's like what you're gonna go down this road of choices again didn't we learn from your father like yeah attachments aren't all bad like what are are we doing here and i'm hoping they'll i mean they'll expand it and they'll uh they know what they're doing when it comes to like lifting up those questions and dilemmas and, and teasing us fans along the way but but yeah i think you're right like talking about the clones and then our initial question at the beginning, do, do clones have souls? Are they just machines created for a specific purpose or do straight up? You guys help me answer this question. Do clones have souls? Star Wars clones and then clones, uh, uh, someone's dog 
Does, does a clone dog have a soul? <laughs> does Barbara Streisand's dog have a soul? Welcome to Systematic yeah. Geekology. Yeah, there we go. There's the deep cuts that we're going to talk about. Maybe she's listening. I don't know. She can let us know. Reach us out to uh, systematicgeekology.org. You can, you can reach out to us. But yeah, so what's your thought? I mean, I guess first you got to think through and ask the question, what is a soul? What you know? Do clones have souls? All right. Well, we kind of know what clones are. What? How would you guys define a soul? I, I asked my my teenage daughter today, and she gave me some pretty good answers. I'm very proud of her. But how would you define soul? If someone said, "What's a soul?" How would so you answer I, that? I, I would say that the soul is the house where our emotions, our will, and our drive, our conscious and subconscious is housed. Hmm. That which makes us human. Mm-hmm. Um, and that which also uh, uh, connects us to the Imago Dei, to the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so, if if I'm taking it down that vein, then my my my, this is just my opinion that in the Star Wars universe, clones do not have souls, only because they are created beings that was created by other created beings, not from the Creator. Okay. That's that's just my that's just my take. However, I do recognize though they do have feelings, they do have emotions, they have a conscious, subconscious, they go through mm-hmm. trauma, they have, you know, they you know, I get that. However, in, in that vein, that's 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 no for me. Right. So it's yeah. just ethically you cannot say they have souls. Right. Yeah, I get that. However, okay. I disagree. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Good, good. All right. Well, that's, yeah. that's why we're here. I love it. We have a big umbrella, one big family, and we can disagree. And that's what we're going to model for you guys here today. I love it. TJ, what, what's your hot yeah. take? What's your so, I, well, I think the soul is where your mind, feelings, thoughts reside. And mm-hmm. the clones might all have one body, but they do not all have the same memories. They do not all have the same experiences. And to me, those are the things that form the soul. And you can see it in the Clone Wars. These clones all develop their own personality. Well, not all of them, but most of them. The ones that get names develop their own personalities. (laughs) The ones we have time for to name and develop, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the the Clone Wars would have been infinitely long if we took the time to name every clone. Right. But they do have their own personalities. They make their own decisions, even when they get hijacked. By Order 66, some of them are strong enough to fight back and realize, no, that's not actually, I don't want to do that. No, sir. Mm. Right. There's resistance there. Yeah. Yep. Shout out Rex. And uh, yeah. Okay. And you could go so far as to say like the failed clones definitely have their own, but they're failed clones. That's not really the same. Those guys definitely have, have that humanity too. Watch the bad that on Disney right. Plus. Yeah. 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 Does that move the needle for you a little bit, Kino? Does that move a little bit? No. no. <laughs> He's no stick but with I, but, but I, I do I do understand and I agree with TJ on in the vein of that 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 is that's where our emotions and our personalities are. Yes. Um and I do see that, but again, for me, um no created no created thing can create anything out of nothing except for God. And so, and so, if if we are presupposing that there is a divine divinity uh, deity in the Star Wars universe, then 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 I'm still sticking to what I'm saying. However, if there's no there's no 
there's no divine deity, no great supreme, whatever, whatever. Then I would, uh, I then I would agree with uh, uh, TJ that, that that then they do have a soul. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of um, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I kind of lean more towards towards TJ a little bit because I think that whether I mean even within our own, yeah, I mean I think our, us being created in the image of God. I wasn't created out of nothing. My parents created me and then their parents created them. So there's this kind of long line. If we're going to go back to kind of what Dr. Weber did with trees and these twigs and, and branches and branching out and bearing fruit and, and spawning off one from another, that we come from a long line in a family tree of people. So where did it begin? How did it start with a single cell, whether it's with evolution or, or whether you believe a literal Adam and Eve? I mean, that there's that creation that God and that's where I fall down with soul that God in the beginning breathed life into mm. humanity. And that um, the Hebrew word um, uh, is ruach, this breath, this wind that hovered over the stormy seas at first, but then was then breathed into humanity to give them soul, to give them essence. Um, in Greek, that word is psyche. So you have this mind. Um, so, so who, when you ask the question, who is will, you know, you could answer by saying, um, yeah, he's, he's this, this human being that has a heart and blood and lungs and he has cells and he has a skeleton. He can, you can, he, he doesn't have as many hair follicles as TJ. I mean, that kind of thing that you're naming and describing will kind of from a physical point of view, but then you could also say, well, he's also somebody who, who loves surfing and loves his family and loves star Wars and, and, uh, loves to play golf and take hikes and say, so, okay, well, then you go even deeper. Who is Will? Well, how how does he love surfing? How does he love uh, family? How does he live out his faith? Yet he he has faith. How does he live that out? And and so really, the essence of me and my soul is like how how these metaphysical kind of questions of who am I? What do I embody? And and the choices that I make and my how do I respond? So all that kind of makes up who I am and my total self. I don't, I don't know if I was created with a com all that combined with me at birth, but it kind of was developed along, along the way. So I think for me, I lean more towards that the clones have souls, that they have choices, they have decisions, they have personalities and yeah, they look the same like twins and they, they may have been created in, in, in kind of a, a laboratory, but their essence of who they are and what they love and how they live out that love, whether they obey order 66 or resist against it. Um, they embody some sorts of animation or they're animated, not, a, not only animated series, but they're animated by something to live their lives um, in the world. So that's, that's kind of where I, I fall. Mm -hmm. And so, it is. So, go on. Go okay. So, so then, then, um, cause again, I agree with you all about, the, the definition of the soul, then I would say, then they lack a spirit. Okay. So they lack yeah. they lack a spirit. Now they they might have a soul, but then in Star Wars, then you know the spirit is the life force that, that that's within everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they can't but use even, the force. No. No. Have have, have they? Has there been any clones used before? That's that's what I was going to say. Kino, you're right. Like, have they done a metachlorine count on a? On a on a clone, I don't think so. But it, no, but it doesn't mean that, no. But it doesn't mean that they couldn't be a force wielder. Mm -hmm. Um, that that they can train to do that. But but with with respect to what we've been discussing, 
so so we're saying that the soul is is that which makes us who we are as individuals and so I, and again i agree with that but then i'll say that then they lack a spirit okay so apparently in the rise of skywalker book uh they talked about cloning palpatine and they said mm-hmm. the clone can either be a perfect replication with no force sensitivity or it can be force sensitive and imperfect and that was snoke yeah yes yeah, no yeah, yeah that was snoke that, that snoke. was snoke yeah good pull that's a good pull yeah. good mm. pull tj mm. yeah mm-hmm. that's nice yeah so okay hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean i think those are good questions and that's kind of what we're doing here is like yeah you have clones you have the physical like what you make in a lab and you you grow it and there it is but then what is the soul and then kino kind of splicing that off a little bit talking about what's the difference between a soul and a spirit um you know, Greeks believed in the immortality of the soul. We we're embodied with that, and that goes off. But the Hebrews didn't necessarily believe in the immortality of the soul. They thought the soul was intimately connected to the body and inseparable. And that's why there was this belief of resurrection. And that's why it's important for Christians, especially the season of Easter, to think about like, yeah, the body is really important. It's not just our spirits floating up to heaven to play the harp on a cloud one day, but but there's a physical resurrection, a part of our faith when it comes to uh, an embodied Christ. And then, and then what happens to us when we die and our spirit and our soul and body, all that kind of is entangled with one another that man, which I love about geek stuff and what we're doing since Mikey Collie, we can have, we can talk about star Wars and that leads us down the road of like, what's the true nature of like Jesus's resurrected body or not. And his spirit, his Holy ghost, his spirit, like, all connected with one another. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. So I guess you, could, if you, you know, operate under the presumption that our soul is God in ourselves, you know, He gave us that is our life through Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that in the Star Wars universe, the Force itself is the divine presence. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And everything that has the Force has a soul. Not, not can actually use it, but you know, no, no, no. In the same way that everything is connected to the force, yeah. And back to the beginning of how Obi Wan described it in the original movie, it, it penetrates mm-hmm. and and helps everything. The way he described the force in that same conversation and talking about the Clone Wars, that same conversation a few sentences later describes the force as this life force that binds all things and and gives it life. So that's that's interesting too. Um, right. Does they- Boba Fett have a soul? Man, you're you're leading down the road of what I was gonna add. Like, who's your favorite clone? Yeah, Boba Fett's a clone. You have yeah. Rex. You have uh, in in the Bad Batch Omega. Is she gonna be for it? She's she's Boba Fett's sister. Um, and so (laughs) is she going to be force sensitive or be it? She has her own personality and has a different trajectory than, you know, the most ruthless uh, bounty hunter in the, in the universe. I mean, she, she has a, she's not just a clone of the same genetic makeup as Boba Fett, um, in a different gender, but she's also has her own personality and loves and hates and fears. Yeah. Does Boba Fett have a soul? Man, Kino, I'll throw that to you. Does Boba Fett have a soul? Yes. Oof. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So so again, I, I'm agreeing with you all that a soul houses our personalities and who we are and makes makes us individuals. It gives us our consciousness and our subconscious. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. So so yeah, you look at Rex and is Rex gonna show up in, in a movie or a 
or a TV show at some point, most likely live action. Um, you have these, these, yeah, you have the soldiers who are almost like machines or like the droid army of, of the prequels. But then, then they start as, as time progressed, they evolve, they have uh, choices, they develop their own personalities. Uh, the Bad Batch, you know, kind of, it lets you off the hook a little bit because they say they, they either they're the, they're, defects or they are manipulated to have a certain gift a certain way but they're making their own choices they have their own personalities in the bad batch rather than just like you know carbon mm-hmm. cutouts of of one another we're starting to see a little bit more personalities and and soul um how they carry themselves and how they react in the universe another thing they have to contend with though is the accelerated aging from mm-hmm. their cloning process or their normal cloning process uh, for Rex, you know, they're children for a very short period of time. Right. Boba Fett was the exception because Django wanted a son. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. you know, there's like, well, leave that part out. Don't make him age fast. I just want to raise him like normal. And that raises so the ethical question of like what we can do and manipulate. I mean, you know, who who's going to like, yeah, we us humans um, have children and, and they're not perfect. They have their, you know, they may have a genetic, uh, um, you know, handicap or things going on with them that, you know, yeah, I have diabetes. I'm not, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing is, it, it was no one in my family really has it. It's probably genetic passed down and kind of onset. Um, so, so yeah, is there a time when we could manipulate that and change that gene and my, family's tree or or is there a way to harvest um uh, a different pancreas should i clone another will um and improve his his pancreas and then harvest that pancreas to put it into me so that i can live longer i mean those are the ethical questions in the same way that yeah the sith or palpatine was trying to clone himself so he could have immortality of life just to create another body for him to house all those little snokes we saw in the in the in the vats of whatever, um, you're like, yeah, is is that right? We all kind of were like, whoa, whoa, that seems wrong. Um, yeah, that's a that's another problem that has to do with the question of do clones have souls? Because if you agreed and thought that if you cloned yourself, the clone would not have a soul, then the ethical problem with harvesting its organs would just be that it's really weird and kind of like you're doing it to an animal. Right. Yeah. But if you agree yeah. it does have a soul, that is, you know, murder. <laughs> right. Hmm. I, mm. I, that, that got me thinking. I, I don't, I'm trying to remember, did I read an article um, that uh, there was a country that was deciding whether cyborgs were human or not and if they had the same rights i'm trying to remember oh my gosh i gotta i gotta google this now yeah that 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 brought up a thought okay i gotta google it i'm sorry that sounds that sounds familiar well yeah and this goes down if we're going to go down this road even further is kind of will ai ever have consciousness cyborgs we're emergence the transhumanism of 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 humans merging with technology from the super like hardcore download you know, extremes of downloading a microchip in my brain or just using technology like, like reading glasses, you know, how do we merge, emerge and, and 
with technology to augment our lives and, and what do we do with that? I mean, so cloning is right. in the same family, in the same conversation with the medical ethics and, and theological and philosophical questions of, of how and why and, and should we. Yeah, that's uh, I, I really hope AI doesn't come to fruition, at least not at you know the sci-fi level, because I just read I have no mouth and I almost scream again yesterday. And hmm. it is okay, it is, is just scary every time. It's a Cold War era short story, short horror story. Okay. And uh gosh, what is his name? Hans Eller, Lars Eller, something like that. Okay. Uh, it's basically the there are only five humans left alive. And this okay. is only 13 pages long, by the way. Free to read what's on the, Google. What's the name of it again? What's uh, the name of it? I have no mouth and I must scream. Ooh. See, there's TJ dropping again. Um, cool recommendations. Yeah. And it's just a really, you know, kind of terrifying, you know, fiction of human made ai to do world war three and this was like in the height of the cold war paranoia so right. you know you know every country made one and then they kind of combined and took over the world and killed everyone except for us five and he just plays with us five now <laughs> yeah and I, and i think you know yeah like stories like that speculative fiction science fiction help us play around with these ideas that 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 are important when we get to that stage. But, you know, I, I think I, I don't want to speak for all people of faith, but I think people of faith that people have a deep um, faith of, of, of God and understanding the universe through a Christian lens. We're not being party poopers when we're asking the bigger questions about like cloning and AI. We're not maybe, or, or just trying to put a dead stop to these things. We're just saying maybe we should slow down a little bit and think deeper on these questions before we get to a place that could be harmful for humanity. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pro science. I'm pro tech. I, I want to see how we, this can help, um, help humans flourish and, and have a quality of life that God desires us to have. But I, but I think on the other side too, it's, it's okay to, to pump the brakes a little bit and ask like, why and, and should we do this? And what does that mean for humanity as a whole? I think, you know, same way with social media, like it just boom is here. And then it's having effects on, on how we see the world and, and mental, mental health on, on top. And so we may have to take our, our foot off the, the gas a little bit and pump the brakes and say, okay, let's, let's think deeper on this. And we're not saying it's anti or should get rid of it, but we're just saying maybe we should think deeper on these things. Yeah. Kino, I, what'd, uh, you, what'd you find there? I, 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 what I'm, I'm not, I can't find anything cause I'm not asking the right question. Because I can't, rem I cannot remember where I saw that. But I was like, huh, that's interesting. Because I think at one point they was talking about the, the uh, having the chips implanted in your skin, underneath your skin, where it has all your um, banking information and whatnot. And right. I, I, can't, I can't, I can't find it. Right. Yeah, I can't find that, it. That was uh, that reminded me of a comic I saw the other day, and I desperately wish I could remember what this was called or even how to find it. Okay. Uh, but it was basically after the extinction of man, uh, apparently, in this comic, birds took over, evolved to the new dominant species. But we took all of the resources. You know, we burnt out the planet. Mm -hmm. No more humans. And it's the story of how they adapted to create a much more peaceful 
galaxy. They were able to expand because they weren't at each other's throats for resources and they weren't, you know, killing each other in those, you know, wars that we have been. It was a really interesting, eye-opening read. And if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah, TJ, that's your homework. Find that because that seems it's like called, right up my it, alley. I'd... It's called "Grounded" by Scott Bass. Grounded. I just needed half a half a second longer. <laughs> Scott Bass. All right, cool. I'm gonna look that up. That sounds super super awesome. Well, that's that's a good segue into like the next stage of wrapping up. I mean, again, folks. Yeah, happy Star Wars Day, happy Star Wars Week, and and we love these things because they're exciting, they're entertaining. But but yeah, these can also be tools by which we think deeper on on the human life and the human condition and, and our place in the world and in the galaxy, and and the choices we make and the impact that has on on others. So so yeah, fun 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 stuff. But who knows where what road it can go down, or or spawn off or clone or twig a different direction of, of what we, uh, uh, how we can have these uh, discussions. We've already had some great, great uh, recommendations throughout this episode, but uh, Kino, is there anything else out there that you want to recommend for folks to, to geek out on or make sure they check out in, in the Geek First? Uh, so I'm going to say again, just go, if you do have Apple Plus, um, check out that movie Swan Song. Um, mm-hmm. It's really touching. It was surprisingly good. Um, it has you thinking about life and then what if you were to clone yourself, would you be OK with with letting that clone live your life while yeah, you sit yeah. and die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's good. But well, TJ's dropped a, a number of things. What else? What else you got, TJ? Yeah. Anything else out I'm, there? I'm going to add one more thing just because it was sitting on my desk. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch Dragon Ball GT. Okay. Super good. It's my favorite Dragon Ball series. Uh, if you're an anime fan, if you're a, hey Kino, hey Kino, it's good, man. <laughs> Super Saiyan Four. That's that's the best design in the series. <laughs> Does Kino I, have thoughts about Dragon Ball Z? I, I do, to, I do, okay. I do. Uh, I don't. That's not canon, so it's uh, not canon, but it's good. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to be as pure as possible, but um, I'm always open, so I, I'll give it a try. I give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. It's not canon, but it's a good story. And if you don't agree that it's a good story, Super Saiyan 4, Goku, and Vegeta is definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, do like, I do like those transformations. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I do like those transformations. And, and Gogeta. And Super Saiyan 4, Gogeta? That's top notch. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, I, you know, my recommendations uh, this go around uh, revolve around around Star Wars too. Like I go in there, and, and there's a lot of not just the main movies, but a lot of like specials on Disney Plus, and a lot of things you can get to that these stories spawn off into to others. And then I also being a big comic book uh, nerd and geek, I I love Jason Aaron's run on marvel's reboot of uh marvel finally got star wars back it, you know they had marvel had marvel comics had star wars in the 70s and 80s uh and then it went to dark horse and then w- with the acquisition of of disney or disney acquisition um getting marvel they were able to get star wars back into their house they rebooted uh 
Star Wars comics with Jason Aaron and one of my favorite artists, John Cassidy. And uh, this, in the timeline of these comics, that happens right after A New Hope. So the storyline is after A New Hope and before The Empire Strikes Back. What happened within those couple of years, uh, filling in the gaps. And it's super fun, a lot of fun action. Um, if you like comics, graphic novels, hunt, hunt that down. And then uh, just another thing I'm geeking out on that I heard that they might be doing, the rumors are out there, that the, uh, Disney Plus is going to make another Star Wars animated series called uh, Tales of the Jedi. So I don't know when that's going to happen. They kind of name drop something that's going to happen. I mean, if it's kind of a Clone Wars-esque of, of, of Jedi and Tales of the Jedi, I don't know what era it's set in, um, what, what place on the timeline of the Star Wars universe, but just the fact that they can create a cool Clone Wars animated series style with the Jedi and Tales of the Jedi, I'm all in. I can't wait yeah. for that. Hopefully yeah. hopefully it's just like a continuation of the ninth Jedi from uh, Star Wars Visions. Oh. You know, as time goes oh. on, that one just stands above me as the one I would watch the most of. Yeah, yeah. Another another good recommendation. Go watch Star Wars Visions, kind of animated st- anime style uh, uh, Star Wars out of canon. But yeah. it could be in canon. Talking about canon. That's another episode of, of should we except canon or not um yeah yeah that's good stuff yeah we could talk about the apocrypha <laughs> the apocrypha, <laughs> <Star Wars. laughs> the apocrypha of, of dragon ball z and star wars is out there yeah, yeah it yeah. all relates yeah it all goes hand in hand absolutely well thank you all i appreciate you all listening i appreciate my my awesome co-host today and, and we do invite you to visit our website uh, that you reach out to us on on the social medias that are out there, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, we're on there. And then we do have Patreon. We hope that you can support us. There's a lot of cool Patreon extras and um, TJ's leading a D&D game on there that if you want to end uh, as, as a part of the game or just an observer or for TJ to explain to you um, what D&D is all about if you've never played. Um, he can do that. And, and so, yeah, support us. Help us keep this thing going. We have a lot of fun uh, episodes uh, ready to go over the summer as we uh, continue to move on as the priest uh, to the geeks. Uh, so may the force be with you. And remember to share the faith, share the geek. This was an Amazon Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Amazon Ministries podcast network.